0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for On the Money, presented by Embassy National Bank.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. This is On the Money. Uh, Welcome to this uh, June 4th, Wednesday. This is Joe Moss, president of Embassy National Bank, and Embassy National Bank is proud to present On the Money. This is the show that will educate you about various issues relative to small business and hopefully uh, allow you to be a better business person. Um, we've got a good show today, a, a topic I've wanted to talk about for a while called social media. How do you use it? How do you measure it? Um, what is it? All those things. A lot of questions about that. And I've got two great guests with us today. The first is uh, John Lindbergh, he is the uh, founder and president and CEO of Make It Loud, Inc., uh, located in Buford, Georgia. Welcome, John.
0: Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us here.
1: And then uh, we have Pat Stansberry, who is the CEO of uh, the National Foundation of Patriotism, and she is a client of John's. And so we brought her on to, uh, I guess, keep John a little honest, right?
2: <laughs> We're absolutely going to do that today. Thank <laughs> right. you.
1: Welcome, Pat. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Uh, What I'd like for you all to do is, uh, John, why don't you give a little elevator talk about your company and what you do? And then I'll let Pat do the same, then we'll get into the conversation.
0: Great. Well, uh, Make It Loud has been around for about 10 years. In fact, in August, we'll celebrate our uh, 10-year anniversary. Um, We started out as a web design company, and as the web and the Internet have have, uh, evolved over the last uh, couple of years, we've also gotten into more digital marketing than just doing website design we do social media for companies. We also, uh, we also provide search engine optimization for clients as well. Um, email marketing. So anything, anything digital or web marketing related, we, we do. Um, we have a very relational and conversational approach uh, with clients. We really try to uh, be good at having great consultations with them so they understand their own business needs because many, many don't. So uh, part of that is having a storefront for us. There have been um, many web design companies and others who, who perhaps uh, not had the kind of availability to clients that we have. And you can just walk into our storefront and meet with somebody. So we're just a couple of doors down from BrandSmart over by the Mall of hmm. Georgia
1: on Highway 20. Good. We'll get in more of that. Well, Pat, tell us about the uh, National Foundation of Patriotism.
2: I am delighted to talk about the National Foundation of Patriotism, where we celebrate uh, the history and future of patriotism every day. Uh, The National Foundation of Patriotism's mission is to raise awareness about the uh, importance of a patriotic America and its relevance in a global community, a safe and strong global community.
1: Um, And we'll talk more with you, but I want to just get right into social media and John please define social media for me social media is the
0: interaction of people online in a in a collective environment um, to begin to interact and converse with each other um it's there's there are different social media platforms that people do this on but by and large it is conversation
1: between individual people online and as a personal user of social media um i use uh, You know the the three basic ones, I guess, Instagram, Mm -hmm. Twitter, Facebook. But for a business, what do you recommend?
0: Well, that's kind of a loaded question. Um, There are some businesses who who would do far better with a Facebook campaign, and others uh, might work uh, might do better with something like LinkedIn or Twitter. Um, There are there are generational groups that tend to gravitate towards specific uh, specific social media platforms. For example. Instagram is is primarily a, a college and under uh, group of people. Um, Twitter also I know you see notables all the time on there, um, but also primarily uh, college students and younger on Twitter. Um, Facebook everybody's on Facebook and with the you know the billion users they have everybody everybody is there. The younger generations have accounts but they've by and large abandoned them. they, uh, they, they may use them sporadically or to disseminate photography but there's not a lot of interaction from younger generations on Facebook, despite the fact that it it really, I mean, started out to be a a college student thing. Um, Then then, there are others, uh, you know, Pinterest, which is primarily women. Um, LinkedIn, which is, I think, last uh, I read was about 66% are uh our small business owners or the decision makers in their business in some way, shape, or form. So it really depends upon the product, it, it it depends upon the business. Um we have to assess all of this kind of stuff before we really say, all right, this is this is what you should chase after.
1: So what is your what is your plan? What when you do a project for social media in a company, what what's your project plan?
0: Mm-hmm. Well it depends upon what their goals are. I mean sometimes it's brand recognition. Um, which is an inevitable outcome of, uh, of social media. Sometimes it's to manage, uh, customer relationships or, uh, or to, to manage, um, feedback from clients on a specific product. There, there, there are businesses out there who, instead of, you know, having a place for negative reviews, they just put a place and, you know, if you got trouble with our company here, come, come and talk to us and, and have proactively sought to involve people, um, who can manage or even do service recovery online. So there are lots of different goals. Some want to sell product online, and that can be done now on Facebook and some of these other platforms as well. So what we're doing first is really kind of assessing the goals of the company um, to see what it is they're trying to achieve. Is it specific revenue generated? Is it, uh, you know, are they trying to sell a product online? Do they want their brand out there? Are they trying to generate awareness? Is there, you know, that kind of thing. Those are the kinds of things we're beginning to assess up front. Then we're trying to see who it, who it is, what what generation or what group of people would best purchase those kinds of things or be involved with those kinds of ideas or ideology, um, and then making recommendations on those platforms and marketing strategies to go do that. How
1: does a how does this all tie into the overall technology infrastructure? You you design websites, we your do. company as well. Mm-hmm. So how does all this tie in with the website, uh, social media? How's all that work together? And there's a are there preferred ways of tying that all together mm-hmm.
0: well there are lots of different ways they they tie together you know i'm often asked is there a is there a magic bullet in 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 web design or social media or you know somebody's always looking for for that one thing that will take their business over the top and 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 really it's involvement in all of those areas now with your website kind of at the center the way i picture it is like the uh the Earth and the Moon revolving around and the moon or is or, or planets revolving around the Sun is more like uh, your social media platforms all trying to direct people back to the website or back to the specific place where products can be purchased so so social media can drive traffic to a website social media can drive traffic to to a store, a web store of sorts or even a brick and mortar store um, where where people can go purchase or sell their wares,
1: so that website still is the you would say the most important thing.
0: I would call that at the center. I mean, right at, right near the center of, of most businesses, uh, you know, online
1: presence that would be valuable. Absolutely. Do you, Um, I'm a, I'm a money guy. So I got to ask the question, what kind of budget do you tell people they should spend or allocate towards social media?
0: Again, a tough question to answer depending upon, you know, sometimes there are, there are paid strategies online that we use that can, that can elevate dollars um it depends upon the reach you want um you know most small businesses are in and around $1500 a month for so for a basic social media mm-hmm. uh strategy mm-hmm. um some a little less some more um you know if you're if you're Ford or Home Depot and you want a strategy you're going to have a little more money to throw at something than than that right there and those companies do throw hundreds of thousands and sometimes millions of dollars at social media
1: now your company does it actually manage the platform once, once you implement it? We do. Yep. And we how do, what does that look like?
0: Platform. Um, what we do is uh, if, if a client does not have a, a business profile on, on, the, on that particular social media platform we're going to go embellish, um, we go and create one for the client, and then we start posting to it, and we start working on getting likes or fans to a specific page, um, which, which increases a company's ability to go interact with others. So that's where it all starts.
1: Now, on on Facebook, I get these suggested or sponsored posts or suggested posts. And I guess that's somebody paying money to have their little uh, banner shoot up on my Facebook page.
0: That's correct. If you go down your your news feed in Facebook, oftentimes you'll see these sponsored ads, um, which are trying to generate a specific result. Sometimes those results are about click this and learn about our product, and it will take you to a website. Um at other times it's uh, a like. Somebody wants you to like the organization and it's generated to uh th- and that really there's somebody trying to expand their reach on social media, so that happens all the time as well. Is that but, effective? Uh yeah. For some companies it really is effective. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely.
1: Um how do you how do you handle the negative part of social media? Not only it gives you company a chance to really promote themselves but at the same time if somebody wants to vent you're giving them a, a real open space to let them vent too
0: uh, you really are um fortunately you can manage anything that's on your 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 business page so if something super unsavory is written you can generally delete it so that's that's one opportunity now you can't delete you can't delete it off their own page so if somebody really wants to go trash you in some way shape or form they can they can go you know, post and and say, hey, you know what? This company isn't doing this well, um, and and literally just kind of trash you online. Those are the kinds of things that can't be removed because it's their their account, their timeline. They're able to go have their own opinion of whatever might take place. Um, how that stuff is going to shake out in the days ahead is going to be interesting because there are lawsuits pending for some of these folks who have um, perhaps or towards some of these folks who have perhaps um, maligned a company online. Um, so far, most of that stuff has been in favor of the, the end user instead of the company, but um, that could shift at any time
1: as well. Um, this is On the Money, brought to you by Embassy National Bank. This is Joe Moss, and uh, we're, we're talking about uh, social media, and we have uh, John Lindbergh of Make It Loud, And uh, he is the uh, owner of this company that helps people with social media. And we've got Pat Stansberry, who is um, the head of National Foundation of Patriotism, who is a particular client of John. And she's um, has uh, greatly had, had a lot of success with social media. So let me, uh, let me flip it from uh, John. And Pat, how are you today?
2: I'm doing great, and thank you for having me.
1: Good. Well, uh, talk a little bit more about your company and what you're trying to do. I think it's fascinating, by the way.
2: Well, thank you. We do, too. Uh, Nick Snyder is the founder of the National Foundation of Patriotism. Uh, he's had it in his heart to uh, try to uh, quell the tide against patriotism. Uh, he's been in, bus- in this business over 18 years. So we're not new kids on the block by any stretch. We started out with a physical museum where people can come and see artifacts and exhibits, which was wonderful. But we were limited by 10,000 square feet. We were limited by a single building in a single city. Uh, Making the decision after the uh, 2008 economic downturn and the effect that it had on a lot of our major donors, um, he made the decision to close the physical building and stop pouring so much money into bricks and mortar and start to really focus on the mis- mission and the message of patriotism. Now we have no borders. There's no time constraints. Uh, we, we're we not on one block in one city. We are global. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went from 450 individuals being the capacity to come and see my our, ex- our exhibits every day. Uh, we are now reaching 6,000 visitors oh, a day on social media. Um, the, the reach... Uh, You know, worldwide, we're reaching 47 nations, 47 nations of our next leaders of the world are communicating with us on Facebook. It's absolutely unbelievable.
1: Now, I want to talk to you about your company first, and we'll talk about your technology strategy, but uh, you and I were talking earlier, how do you define patriotism?
2: I love that question for one thing. Uh Nick Snyder, our founder, has principles for us to go by and uh I, I they I embrace them as uh the as the executive director of the National Foundation of Patriotism. He feels it's not fair to throw a flag in your face and tell you what it is to be a patriot. He doesn't give you a list. You'll never go on our website and find a list of things. You, We do play sometimes with you might be a patriot if, uh, just to get a little, uh, you know, have a little fun with it. But in a very serious way, you will not find a list of things that tell you what it is to be a patriot. What you will find is you'll find the ways that people have celebrated patriotism in the past, how some people are celebrating patriotism today. And we'd like to start a dialogue through social media on how we will develop patriotism in the future. Uh, the National Foundation of Patriotism is a global uh, entity. We are a nonprofit, which it's it's kind of exciting for me to be here with you today and with John, because many people think a nonprofit is not a business. It is very much a business, and uh, a lot of you got to get it right a lot of lot more times than you get it wrong. But as far as the, the organization goes. It's a fascinating opportunity to communicate with people all over the world on the value of a strong patriotic America and what it means to them. Um
1: what are you you mentioned showing examples of patriotism. What are your favorite examples?
2: Some of my favorite examples we've presented in our exhibits. We have exhibits that you probably wouldn't expect to see on a website about patriotism. Patriotism in sports, patriotism in music. Patriotism in, in many of many, many different aspects. Absolutely awesome. Covert patriotism. Uh, you'll learn on that exhibit about spies and things like that. But more importantly, uh, or, and more relevantly, you'll hear more about America's most wanted which is the most up-to-date covert patriotism there is, going after violent criminals and saving people's lives and, and many times protecting the public. So many of the exhibits that have a historic perspective are also being brought into today's standards and also showcasing some of the things that are relevant in our lives today.
1: Give me an example of a sports patriotism involving sports.
2: Well, you know, there is a, a very old saying. I think you
1: would throw Jackie Robinson in there, wouldn't you? You
2: will see Jackie Robinson in there. We are dedicated to building out that exhibit. Most of our exhibits are under construction, and we're continuing to build on them. We've got researchers. One of the challenges that we face building this ex- this website, the Internet is filled with information. Uh, when you say information superhighway, if you were going to try to take a sip out of the Internet, it would be like, drinking out of a fire hydrant. Um, one of the challenges to that is you're not always getting clean water. You're not always getting truth, and you're not always getting fact. And for a lot of us, it's very hard to determine which is which. Is which. Um, so the National Foundation of Patriotism is dedicated to being as sure as possible of only posting the truth, what's right, And what's relevant, uh, which makes it harder to to develop these exhibits. It would be easy if we just went out and copied a lot of other things and threw it on our website. But we uh, we just feel our founder, particularly Nick Snyder, feels that's just not the way to do things. Well, Um,
1: I heard someone from the Washington Post talk about the influence of the internet on the Washington Post. Where they no longer report the news. And I heard an editor from the Washington Post say, well, our job is different now. Our job is not to report the news, but to tell you how to feel about the news. And I found that to be a little scary. That
2: should be very the, scary. It, it's,
1: we've gone from being uh, you know, uh, uh, Brinkley and, and those guys to being pretty factual and dry to where it's become mostly editorial.
2: Well, if you ask anybody in the insurance business, and to read a couple of the the sheets that you fill out when you have a car accident and you're six people witnessing the same thing, you may get six different opinions on what that accident was comprised of. So finding and... P- reporting as you would like to say uh the facts about information and and information in a factual way is it's a very difficult task we put together a t- committees of advisors um all from all over the country to look into these exhibits um and we you know we have sport people in sports looking at our sports exhibits and mm. things like that That's so you'll get eventually you'll get a fully built out uh relevant and fact-based uh, ex- uh group of exhibits
1: now why why would someone from another country you mentioned forty five countries? Why would another person from another country worry about patriotism here?
2: I love that question, and the first time it was ever asked to me, we had the museum open. I had the BBC in going live on on, Excel, on uh, i guess it was some sort of a internet radio and they put a camera on me, and they put a microphone in my face, and he said, why would people from another country care about coming to see a, a museum only on American patriotism? My answer to that is so simple. Ask them. Every other nation of this world has an, has an experience with America that's good. Mm-hmm. When America goes onto foreign soil, we go, to, we go to respect, we go to defend, we go to protect. We never take a piece of soil except to bury our own dead. And we never discredit or disrupt their societies hmm. as Americans. We don't do answer. that.
1: Um, we mentioned uh, uh, patriotism in business. So why don't we use that question as a lead off to talk about your technology for a minute. But how do you define patriotism in business? How, how are they interchangeable?
2: Well, the concepts of patriotism are are really couched in character development. Uh, Honesty, integrity, truthfulness, these sort of things. All of the things that are good for good business leaders. Uh, Sadly, we're seeing a lot of business leaders disreputable. Uh, uh, in, sadly, more larger measures. And we believe you can actually trace it back to their personal characters. You, we have members on our board of directors, upstanding members of the community. And you could see a pattern in so many of them. Married young, still to the same woman. Just a history of honesty and integrity. Oz Nelson, former CEO of UPS Corporation, Mm -hmm. a pillar in our community and a tremendous philanthropist, is just one. Sunny Park is another, Korean American, just a men men of honor, truly men of honor. Uh, These things are important to American society. We believe by showcasing and featuring amazing Americans like this, truly philanthropic Americans who who make their fortunes here and then turn right back around and give it right back so that others can make fortunes, too. We believe that's what patriotism in business is all about.
1: Well, it's interesting that uh, patriotism in a lot of ways does require American patriotism does require you to talk about character and uh, uh, doing the right things because I do think that they are interchangeable. Mm-hmm. And you're describing a very broad definition of patriotism, which is probably where the, the dialogue ought to go.
2: We believe so. And as I said earlier, we're directed not to tell you how to be a patriot, but to uh, take your own experience in life, um, and uh, you'll get your batteries recharged at this uh, this website. The website that Make It Loud has helped us to build, uh, it's a battery recharging place for all Americans. Hmm. And we're finding reaching so many other nations through social media, it's a battery recharging station for them, too.
1: All right, let's talk about that. So let's talk about your technology. Is the website your foundation as well?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so what have you done on your website?
2: Well, it's been a work in progress, as any website should be and and it, so it's, it's not static be, absolutely not. you'll see something different you know every week at least uh at this point um one of the the things that I was excited about coming to talk about today with John is from a nonprofit standpoint. Um, many non organizations will reach out to me and ask me, well, what should we do with social media? Or how does it work? And how do we get people to fund us and keep us sustained? There's several steps, as in any good business practice, there are several steps to building a brand before you can ever ask for money. If I walked up to you today and you'd never met me before, and I said, hey, how about donating $500 to what I'm doing? You know, obviously you wouldn't want to do that. After today, when I leave here, I'll ask you that question, and you'll have a decision as to whether or not you want to do that based on something that's happening inside of you, Mm -hmm. based on your opinion of what I've said, how I look, how I act. Social media gives that to businesses, and I hope that no nonprofit ever misses the value of building their own brand before they even think to ask people to fund it. John's uh, organization, collectively, uh, we pay a regular monthly retainer to them to work with us almost daily. It's true. And every single mm-hmm. one and on does staff. Does John's
1: company, do you do all the updates for her?
0: We do to the website and also uh, for social media.
1: And how does that work? You just send a request through and then you get it done? Or?
2: We have regular Friday meetings and this is the part I wanted to make a point of saying. Um, in our case, I have regular meetings with John and his staff every Friday. I meet with individuals. Certain ones are posting on Facebook every day. Certain ones are building exhibits. Other ones are designing. Other ones are helping us kind of navigate the waters. Uh, I meet with them on a regular basis. I don't know if many businesses need to do that, but I know we do. Mm -hmm. Well, have you abandoned uh, other forms of advertising? No, but we found that we can fine-tune those other forms if if we learn the ropes of social media. Our, in our case, and I believe in the case of many nonprofits, um, you build your website it's a postcard. you have to breathe life into it
1: mm-hmm. after
2: after you've put the pretty up you've got to have you got to have the goods behind it. Um, everything that's on the website then goes through a social pattern it'll go to Facebook, it'll go to Twitter it'll go to linkedin it'll go to instagram it'll go to Pinterest uh, every way we can hit those highlights when we have major events. Obviously, that's a physical uh, event, so we, we'll we use other means as well, pretty much traditional means. Mm-hmm. Email, huge uh, opportunity right there. Mm-hmm. We are fiends on keeping that email database as pure as could be and not overusing it, not, not disrespecting let our me, customers. Let me, come,
1: let me come back to that. This is uh, On the Money brought to you by Embassy National Bank. This is Joe Moss, and we're talking today uh, about social media, and specifically we're talking to – Um, Pat Stansberry, National Foundation of Patriotism, and John Lindbergh, who runs a company called Make It Loud, who has provided uh, this service to, to Pat's organization. You mentioned email, kind of a dinosaur, but now you're saying you keep good track of it.
2: It's so interesting, you should say that, because when Nick Snyder started this organization, we barely even had email uh yes, um in today's uh at least dialogue, uh, email doesn't come up too much, but i w- I would hate to think that any nonprofit would uh abandon their the value of their email database uh and and the integrity of their visitors and guests and and donors and members. How
1: do you keep it from going to spam?
2: John? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pat says,
0: you know, what I do is magic. Oftentimes, <laughs> so she says, She says, you know, I don't, I'm not sure how it gets done, but whatever you do is magic and it just mm-hmm. appears. Um, honestly, we use, uh, we use good organizations, uh, MailChimp and Constant Contact and things like that. There are good resources that keep you from getting in the spam filter. There's some, you know, verbiage that you, you can and can't use. Um, a lot of it oftentimes has to do with how the, how the email is disseminated um, if you, if you blitz all at once, you can be, you can be dinged for, um, you know, being, uh, being known as a server for spamming and some of these organizations that do nothing but, uh, but newsletters or email newsletters really take care of that for you. So you don't have to worry about those kinds of things. So your best shot is going through one of those, those proprietary services that, and that's all they do. So that's, that's their, that's their gig. And we, we entrust them to those kinds of things.
1: Okay. Um, Pat let's go back to you um, you use uh facebook we do um, do you use linkedin we do what, what do you not use?
2: Um, if, if it's out there and we're not using it, I, John and I will have a conversation after this <laughs> is over. Uh, we in, we work very closely, as I said, weekly with John and his organization to make sure that we're on the top of every list that need, we need to be on top of. Uh, but more importantly than just knowing about those or having, like I said, I call John. If I have a problem, I call John uh, is knowing what to do with them. Uh, and I can't stress more strongly as particularly through nonprofits, but i think it works for business also Uh, you have to be have great honor and integrity when you use social media Uh, we see a lot of people disrespecting it and i think sometimes when people don't respect their social media they're not respecting their visitors and customers
1: give me an example of not respect disrespecting social media
2: bombarding me with emails that have no relevance to any of my interests Um, being on a membership, I am on the membership list of a lot of organizations. I don't appreciate every time you turn around and you have something you want to say. I have to take time out of my day to read it. Um, we post, uh... Weekly on on Facebook, Mo- sometimes uh, depending on if it's a hot Actually, news week, even more than that. Yeah, if it's a hot news week, we post more. But uh, but pretty much on a weekly basis, we try to have things of relevance drive you back to our website, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Keep you involved with the things we know you want to be involved with, or you wouldn't have signed up in the first place. Uh, we we have integrity and in the respect that we invite you to join our email database, uh, so that we know that you want to get our emails. We do not buy lists, and we will not use lists. Uh, we encourage every everybody that is a member, to share us with their network. And if there's, if that network wants to be a part of what we do, we encourage them to sign up as well individually. So I think in that respect, uh, we as a nation need to learn how to respect each other uh, socially. Uh, we talk a little bit about patriotism, uh, getting social with patriotism. Um, it's really important to have respect uh, when you interact. People need to recognize the Internet seems so ominous, but it's People.
1: At the end of the day, it's At people. At the huh? end of people. the day,
2: there's somebody behind right. that computer. There's a person,
1: mm-hmm. a
2: real, live, valid person. It's not massive numbers on a piece of paper. It's real people. So having that kind of integrity, uh, I think, will greatly enhance your social media uh, you know, outreach as well as what you get back from it. And I do want to say that, again, as a small business owner and as a nonprofit leader, a national leader, um, working with an organization that can, uh, help me contain, uh, maintain that level of responsibility is really vital. And you don't get that from just anybody. We've tried. We've hired huge corporations in the past that have promised us the moon on all kinds of marketing plans and ploys and things that just didn't work. Looked good on paper, just didn't work. Getting back to respecting that membership base. That's Mm -hmm. golden. And John helps us to do that through these means. And,
0: you know, uh, for us as well, Pat and I have relationship now from, I guess the past three years we've been working together uh, in some capacity initially on the site and then on SEO and, and also on social media for us. Working on the on the foundation site has been a real passion for us. I, I was a history major; it's kind of like putting everything in my life together. I got something to do now with this history major that I <laughs> I once had in college. Um, so, and I, I think my my staff has caught that as well. Um, so, so perhaps uh, the the work we're doing for Pat in some respects goes above and beyond because we really do believe in 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 what the foundation stands for. We believe in their mission and their goals and strategy. So, so for us, it really is a labor of love.
1: Um, what's the most productive uh, social media tool that you've used?
2: I think to think in terms of which one is a mistake. I think that in our experience, and we've been through it, <laughs> um, using Facebook, knowing what time your visitors come on, big deal. Knowing how they interact when they do come on. Huge deal.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We, I know that between 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock in the middle of the week is a peak time that most of our users use Facebook. That's the time that they're telling you, I want to know what you're doing right now. And it's at that time that we post our most important information. We don't bombard them all day long. We, we use that time with respect. LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn. I post a story every week doesn't have to be about it doesn't have to have the word patriotism in it doesn't have to have a flag in it it could be on allergy relief it's a caring it's an opportunity to be caring with people and to teach them and to give them an opportunity to learn or or give them a survey or give them something fun to do mm-hmm. but something relevant uh again i think one of the challenges uh we face uh, i have a huge board of directors uh that do not use even smartphones uh many of them don't use f- smartphones and yet they're empowering me to be able to explore social media, it, it, explore a world that they don't even involve themselves in. Well, let me go back to the to the
1: to the uh, measuring success. Mm-hmm. Had you not jumped down this road and fully involved social media, uh, you say you have six thousand uh, contributors.
2: We have six thousand visitors a day on Facebook.
1: Okay, what? What would those numbers have looked like? Have you just stuck with a website and maybe email?
2: They were looking like on good on good peak times, patriotic holidays, about six hundred.
1: Six hundred. So that, is that hundred times six? Yeah, I think that's well, hundred time growth. Yeah. You're the money man. And we're right? still growing. We're yeah. still growing. Yeah. 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 And how? what about your uh, going to the dollars, What your donation, your revenues, I guess, have they grown
2: as well? Our revenues continue to grow. Our membership continues to grow. We have not even started using causes yet. I think sometimes organizations, particularly nonprofits, jump into these things before they even know what they're doing. They lose because they didn't implement the right. Mix. They didn't understand what they were doing. Uh, they lose, and then they blame John. They blame the John in their life. Well, that guy told me I'd make all this money, and it didn't work. You know, I think, sadly, that, that happens. The Internet is, is new. Social media is new. And we need to learn uh, together how it works and, when you and say, make it work for us. What
1: You said causes. What do what yes. you mean by that?
2: Well, the National Foundation of Patriotism uh, has several programs that we will develop into what is called on the the internet language causes this is an opportunity for me to share with everyone in the world who wants to participate uh, a project and then they can they can you know use a nominal amount whatever the fee is to to get involved they will use their paypal account they'll pay the money and they'll get a special upload or whatever it is that we decide it's going to be. Uh, and they can interact with people all over the world. Uh, one of the things that we have a passion for is water, mm. uh, cleaning water worldwide. How exciting it would be to have young people join a, a major international corporation and, uh, and start cleaning, you know, doing things that'll help clean water. Uh, one of the other things we have is just a passion for teaching ki- little children, preschoolers, uh, the words and the meaning of the, the um, Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, In many schools across America, we don't say the Pledge of Allegiance at all anymore, or it's a choice. Well, we think if you're going to give us a choice, let's get those preschoolers excited about the Pledge of Allegiance. And then when they get to school and be asked if they want a choice, Mm -hmm. they actually can make an informed decision and say, yes, I had fun saying the pledge and I know what it means. These sort of things are the type of things that we will use as causes.
1: Um, John, where's social media going because on the way over (laughs) here i mean i thought a thought came to me that we kind of just started on this whole thing
0: i mean if if you're if you're asking it's it's hard to know the answers to that question but um social media is in everything and and let's just let's just track back a little ways okay the last 10, 10 or so years we're talking about you know initially social media really starting with stuff like icq and aol instant messenger where there were chat. And then evolving to to MySpace, where there was an interactive be, inter, interaction beginning, although perhaps not like what you see in Facebook, and then Facebook just dominating the world with social media. And of course, you have Twitter and LinkedIn and some of these other more specific organizations. But you know, in terms of sheer numbers, I mean, Facebook is still the the, the big gorilla. Um, and then you, at the same time, you have the advent of, of mobile communication. So we, where we started out on our desktops and on our laptops and we'd, we'd check in at work, perhaps. Now people are, are driving down the road or, or perhaps not. It, they shouldn't be, but, um, driving down the road, checking Facebook. My, my kids are on Facebook. When you sit at a restaurant, people are on Facebook. They're, they're, they're chronologizing their life in photography and in statuses. Um, all day long, and as, as technology changes, what happens when they put the chip in your head? And, and let's be clear, you know, I was talking to somebody yesterday about about how somebody was flying a plane with a hat on their head, and and as these kinds of things begin to to integrate, and you start to see this kind of stuff, I mean, is it is it just thinking something and it appearing on Facebook? I, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to know. What I do know. Is that, is that social media is here to stay? It's going to continue, and it will continue to grow in, in its involvement, or perhaps its intrusiveness in some in some respects, um, in in human life. And I, I really do you know as we were discussing earlier, I think I think social media is just in its infancy, and we're looking at the last we're looking at the last ten years. It's very hard to speculate um, what that looks like
1: ten years from now. Are we Are you seeing a backlash against social media? Um I mean it is so intrusive I guess based on your own choice I mean and I, I just wondered yeah.
0: if not seeing one yet I, I I occasionally you see somebody who uh who's kind of abandoned technology it's not spe- it's not social media specific but perhaps more technology specific because the smartphone is just as much the enemy as Facebook and in a situation like that where they've shelved uh technology um so, I haven't necessarily seen the backlash against social media. Um, as people get tired of a platform, a new one emerges and they embrace that. So, if you look at my children who are, who initially started out on Facebook, they don't use Facebook anymore. Yeah, they use mom Instagram. And, mom right? and dad use Facebook. Right. And as mom and dad adapt Instagram, they'll go to something else. <laughs> and there are, there are other means and other things that continue to, to capture attention. Um, you know, Vine, for example, you know, Instagram is, is taken on some of the qualities of Vine these past, these past few years, but, um, you know, there's, there's always something new on the table, um, to go, to go adapt to. I, I've personally spent a lot of time thinking about this, um. And I don't know that we're better for all the technology in some respects. The distraction of. Now he tells me. (laughs) You know, that's right. We're Um, much, we're
1: much more connected. We
0: are much more connected. It's, you know, I'm, I'm working on my 30 year reunion, um, my 30 year high school reunion with some folks and was able to go through the yearbook and find 80% of the people online on Facebook. That's phenomenal. And to be able to go interact with them and, and get messages and just hear even the basics about their lives and just kind of you're looking into a window on somebody's life when you're staring at facebook those kinds of things are really i think beautiful um the the distractedness of people though with respect to it is an entirely different thing sitting down in a meeting and your phone going off 10 times sitting in front in, in a restaurant and and being face to face with somebody and being distracted by by a uh, your your telephone or somebody posting those kinds of things i'm not convinced we as a culture have have figured out how to kind of compartmentalize and and, and set aside for human interaction.
1: You use the word distracted. I use the word rude. Mm. Uh, Yeah, both are, (laughs) are probably appropriate.
2: Well, in fairness to John, Make It Loud, and all of the web development companies out there, I do think it's relevant to mention the history of computers. You may remember. I don't know, Mike, if you'll remember. But when I was a kid, In the 60s, people were afraid of computers. They were afraid. There were movies made about computers eating our brains and making it irrelevant to have workers anymore, and eventually corporations will be run by nothing but computers and be afraid of it, and there's no point in in it.
1: i got to tell you this story. In the 70s, there was a a small bank in uh, South Georgia. This is a true story that Mm -hmm. was involved in a lawsuit and refused to divulge certain information. So the judge ordered the sheriff to go down there with an ax and break into the computer and get whatever information they're looking for.
2: (laughs) You're making my point. And so to ask people like John, what does the future hold for social media? It's kind of like asking the axe holder, what does the future hold for computers? In 19, I guess it was 1990, my husband uh, brought home a computer. Nobody in my neighborhood had a personal computer at that time. Um, We had friends come over looking at it. Sitting there, it's hard to believe today that that would be the case. Uh, but I was asked by one of our fa- older family members, who was a, a you know a businessman, what in the world would a housewife need a computer for? <laughs> that yeah. was a serious question.
0: And, and you think about the the you know the the distance in technology. I'm 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 not that old, but I mean we've gone largely from an environment absent of computing to. To an environment where computers are at the center of absolutely everything, we tr- we track things only only right. God is meant to track in some res- in some well, respects, in and business, have to keep up with that.
2: True. It's very hard. Well, in a business in a serious business conversation about the future of social media, uh, you, it needs to be stated that anything at its earliest newest stage requires time, as any business startup requires time to grow and to expand and to experience mm-hmm. and to make mistakes and to fail and then to learn, f- hopefully, from those and, and and then succeed. Social media, I don't think there's anybody on the planet that can really answer that question. I remember watching the uh, film of Stephen Jobs try to explain to people about an iPhone and what it could do. And he was asked the question, you know, why do we need another gadget? And he said, A gadget? This isn't a gadget. That's right. It's an extension of me. I remember watching the faces on that audience. It's probably on some TED Talk somewhere. These guys, half of them, their minds were blown. The other half, they looked at him like he was nuts. Uh, But I can tell you today, John and I are working on a new exhibit right now. It has an iPhone in the middle and it has all the things around it that you don't have to buy anymore now that you have an it's iPhone. Really Calculators, telephones, radios, record players, yeah. watches, flashlights. Wow. Whoever knew you could yeah. use a flashlight on your phone. So to truly, to, to ask, and I don't mean this just about John, but for any business to truly ask a representative of social media company, where is the future of the, of social, I think the honest answer and the honorable answer is: Where is the su- future in your business, as it relates to your relationship with your customers?
0: That's really true. I mean, you you can't have uh, uh, g- good or, or or bad, distracted or whatever. Social media is here to stay. It's mm-hmm. not it's not going anywhere. And and to stay on top of these things re- re- requires constant vigilance. As a business owner, you can't sit back and just and just expect that you're going to be able to market on Facebook for the rest of your days, because I I do believe there there may very well be a day that Facebook is passé Mm -hmm. and. And if you ask my, my daughter, that day's already here. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, and, and she's going to be an adult one day and, and there may be something else that comes along and she may be an Instagram person the rest of her life or whatever that might or, be. But you have to, you have to, you've got to stay on top of these things and be aware of these things and educate yourself constantly about what's new on the table because it's happening so quickly. The, the cycle of, of these things evolving is happening markedly fast.
1: Well, um, we've kind of reached the end, and uh, this has been a great conversation. Um, Pat, I'm going to start with you. Why don't you tell people where they can come find your website and your Facebook pages, or maybe there's one spot they can go to link into everything, but why don't you uh, tell them how they can get in touch with you.
2: www.foundationofpatriotism.org. Or just Google Patriotism. You'll find us there as well, and you'll find all of our social media right on the homepage. All the links
1: will be right on your homepage, right on the homepage, and on where you can give money on your homepage too.
2: Absolutely, right at the top. And there's a ticker for the 2016 presidential election. If you want to see how far away and how close we are to that, it would be a good idea to check that out too. Right on the homepage. FoundationofPatriotism.org.
1: And had you not fully implemented a social media strategy, you would have been about a hundredth smaller.
2: No question about than it.
1: Than where you are today.
2: No question about it.
1: John, tell them where they can
0: find yeah, you. You know what? They can find us over on Highway 20 by the Mall of Georgia, a couple of doors to the left of Smart on that same side of the street, 2828 Buford Drive in uh, in Buford, Georgia. Or you can give us a call at 678-325-4007, and our website is www.makeitloud.net. Uh, if you want to reach me, info, at makeitloud.net, you can get me in an email or uh you can look us up on Facebook as well. You can, uh, you know, Facebook, either the the foundation, let's type into search Foundation
1: of Patriotism or make it loud, and you'll find us both there. What will you tell a business person if they say, John, I really don't want to get involved in social media?
0: Uh, then prepare to close your
1: business. There you go. There you go. Well, listen, it's a great show. Thanks to both of you for being here. And... Um, uh it's been a really interesting talk.
0: Thanks for the time. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it, Joe.
1: And I'm, I'm glad we were able to uh, um, kind of clear the air on certain issues of social media for us old folks. But anyway. <laughs> All right, everybody. That concludes uh, the June 4th show of On the Money brought to you by Embassy National Bank. This is Joe Moss, and I'm president at Embassy National Bank. You can find us at Bank. We've got a nice website. Uh, Not where we want it to be, but it's going to get there. We
0: can help you with that. I know,
1: John. (laughs) Uh, And so come come see us and uh, um, make it a great day out there.